jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. the most trusted journalists at Comedy Central. It's America's only source for news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Desi Lydon. set down. They love ruling against women. It's a fun game we play. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight, so let's get into it with our ongoing coverage of Indecision 2024. things off with Nikki Haley. She made a big announcement today, but it wasn't the one we were all expecting. Some of you, perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today to see if I'm dropping out of the race. Well, I'm not. <laughs> okay, we'll just wait another week then. Do what you want, but it's not a good sign for your campaign if you have to keep announcing that you're not dropping out of the race. <laughs> Nikki Haley's campaign has reached the guest who doesn't know when to leave the party stage. <laughs> Republican voters are like, ooh, oh, God, I, I got to wake up early tomorrow. And Nikki's like, ooh, let's start a game of risk. <laughs> And if this speech was supposed to convince people that she should stay in the race, I'm not really sure it did. We've all heard the calls for me to drop out. The argument is familiar. They say I haven't won a state, that my path to victory is slim. They point to the primary polls and say I'm only delaying the inevitable. Why keep fighting when the battle was apparently over after Iowa? Uh, she's making a really good case against herself. <laughs> they say my campaign is making everyone sad. That I'm a born loser whose own mother wouldn't vote for her. <laughs> they claim I have a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm not even a movie. Anyway, what were we talking about? Although look, if Haley wants to stay in, it's her right. If her strategy is to just hope that Donald Trump goes to prison for life, she wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> game recognized game. Speaking of Donald Trump, it's been a week now since Russian dissident Alexei Navalny mysteriously died in prison after devoting his life to fighting Vladimir Putin's dictatorship. And Donald Trump honored him in the only way he knows how, by making it about himself. The former president, for his part, weighed in yesterday evening. What he did was he shared an opinion piece on his social media website that compares President Biden with Vladimir Putin and compares himself with Alexei Navalny. This is utterly disgusting, but I have to give Trump credit. I didn't realize he could make analogies. <laughs> He's got the double colons and everything. My little guy's ready for the SATs. <laughs> the 
yes, it is unacceptable to compare Navalny with Trump. Navalny sacrificed his life for democracy. Donald Trump tried to sacrifice Mike Pence's life to kill democracy. <laughs> you could not find two men who are further apart than these two. Now, if you're stupid enough to believe that Donald Trump is a courageous freedom fighter like Alexei Navalny, then good news. Trump has some perfume he'd like to sell you. New Trump-branded cologne. It's called Trump 47 with the former president's head at the top of the bottle. According to the website selling the cologne, it smells of a crisp opening of citrus blends into a cedar heart underpinned by a rich base of leather and amber. <laughs> Trump was underpinned by a rich base of leather and amber. Amber had to sign an NDA. <laughs> also, I love the shape of that bottle. Is that cologne or a vibrator from hell? <laughs> the first vibrator that doesn't believe in the female orgasm. <laughs> Now, you might think that this perfume is just a quick griff to help Trump after he was hit with a $355 million judgment for fraud. And based on their ad campaign, you would be right. Confident, sexy, guilty of fraud. Introducing Victory 47, the new fragrance from Donald Trump that's definitely not a desperate cash grab. You want to smell like this. And now you can. Grab her by the nostrils. Donald Trump is an icon of grace and masculinity. Take a whiff of Victory 47. Ah, a scent that tells everyone, I want to help a millionaire pay off his rape lawsuit. Buy a bottle. Buy 10,000 bottles. Send Donald Trump money. He really needs this. Or get your condo. Victory 47 is now available next to the discount candy at your local CVS. Victory 47. Smelling this good should be illegal. And it probably is. is undignified for the front runner for president. Excuse me. Don't worry, it's not just perfume. Donald Trump introducing a new sneaker line at a shoe conference in Philly over the weekend. This is a big crowd. Appearing at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. We're going to remember the young people and we're going to remember SneakerCon. You're sneakerheads, right? The former president took today to promote a money-making deal having struck a naming rights agreement for a limited edition sneaker line, the most expensive pair in the series, selling for $399. That's the real deal. That's the real deal. Finally, a sneaker that won't make me feel bad when I accidentally step in shit. <laughs> Actually, the perfect shoe to tell the world you're about to lose a game of one-on-one -on -one by 50 points. <laughs> to be fair, though, at least when you give money to Trump, you actually get something in return. If you give money to Democrats, all you get is 50,000 emails asking for more money. <laughs> Send me a body spray, Nancy. But I don't know, who am I to judge? I'm still wearing Crocs from the first time they were popular. <laughs> To find out what real sneakerheads think about these shoes, we sent our very own Josh Johnson to investigate. 
What's up, world? I'm Josh Johnson, and Donald Trump just released his new Never Surrender High Tops. There's only a thousand being released and 400 bucks a pop. They will probably not put a dent in the judgment against him. So I hit the streets today to talk some real sneakerheads to see if these are cop or drop. They know I'm the bomb, 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 bomb. Now, what do you think of these sneakers? Um, you know, it's very patriotic. I think that there's no rules in fashion. Okay. You can wear whatever you want, but me personally, I would not wear it. Would you cop these? Like, no. would you, you wouldn't? Nope, hard pass. It looks very 2009 dated. They yeah. actually, they look like they don't bend. What, what are your thoughts on this shoe? <laughs> Trying to be chic. Okay. But also very nationalistic. Got you. Now, would you wear the shoe? No. Okay. So you think if you wore these to school, you might get like roasted up? Definitely. Yeah. Because like, what, what grade are you in? Seventh. You're in seventh grade. Yeah. How tall are you? Six one. I, I play basketball. You you should. Do you think there's a sort of like Mike situation where as soon as you put them on, you get indicted? Probably. If so, not indicted by the, ju the judicial system, you'd be indicted by society. <laughs> do you think they go up even higher or they go down if he goes to jail? I think if he goes to jail, they're probably going like 20K, something crazy. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. People are nuts like that. I'm wearing these, right? Yeah. I get robbed. They get taken off of me. You're not going to get robbed for those, brother. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So this is really like robbery repellent right here. Some people might try to give you tips on fashion like, why are you wearing those? Oh, okay. Shoes are very symbolic of who you are as a person. So if you have f***ed up shoes, mm -hmm. you might be a f***ed up person. I mean, shoe. yeah, those, th those are pretty bad, but, but what about your shoes, dog? What? Those are some dirty-ass shoes, bro. What? Oh, this is some stink-ass shoes. Not oh, hell no. You about to run a marathon? It's really about never the, did that move. It, it's really about Trump, <laughs> is it? <laughs> you lucky you're bigger than me, man. Right, when we come back, we'll find out the latest way Alabama has made history, so don't go away. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Roe v. Wade was overturned two years ago, women have been predicting that conservatives would go after other reproductive rights next. And people said, ha ha, there go those hysterical women being hysterical again. Well, guess what? This morning, a first-of-its-kind decision by the Alabama Supreme Court that could put families' access to fertility treatments in the post-Roe era at risk. The case in question involved a patient who managed to access the freezer storing frozen embryos at an Alabama fertility clinic. The patient picked up multiple embryos and mistakenly dropped and destroyed them. The state's high court says that patient can now be held liable in a wrongful death lawsuit. The court determining frozen embryos qualify as people under its state law, ruling unborn children are children without exception based on developmental stage. That's right, the bar has been moved again. From now on in Alabama, life begins when a man notices his first cousin is hot. 
Just to clarify what's happening here, tens of thousands of women have children using IVF every year. And since it's not possible to do that without creating some excess embryos, the state of Alabama has now ruled that starting a family is basically murder, you know, pro-life. <laughs> and the way this ruling happened is so crazy. This wasn't even intentional. They just dropped a test tube. You know, back in my day, we had something called the five-second rule, and it was sacred. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but it's just weird to say that frozen embryos are legally the same as children. Last time I checked, you're not allowed to store kids in the freezer. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have checked, and now I'm on some kind of CPS watch list. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, embryos are extremely precious to potential parents, but technically they're just jizz and eggs. <laughs> that's not a child, that's an appetizer at a very avant-garde Brooklyn restaurant. <laughs> For more on this court decision, we go live to an IVF clinic in Alabama with our very own Ronnie Chang. <laughs> Ronnie, what do you think the fallout will be of this? I'll tell you what the fallout is, Desi. Turns out, I'm a father now. <laughs> That's right, say hello to little Ronnie Jr. <laughs> oh look, he's got his dad's eyes. <laughs> Rockabye baby. I don't know the rest of the lyrics to that. So. Okay, okay, I can tell you're running a scam. I just don't know how yet. No, 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 this is not a scam, okay? This is a legal child in the state of Alabama, which means I get all the benefits of being a dad without having to be a dad. I get to claim him on my taxes. I get paternity leave. I can hang out at the McDonald's ball pit without getting hassled. I mean, best of all, he's my excuse to get all shit I don't want to do, which reminds me, hey, can we wrap this up already? Because I gotta go feed my son. Wait, how do you feed an embryo? Oh, it's easy. You just pour a little fish food in here. Like this. Uh, look, look, look. Here comes the plan. Uh, don't, don't worry, it's organic. My God, Ronnie, drop the act. I know you hate kids. No, 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 Desi, I just hate your kids, okay? They're always like waving at me, hello, goodbye, hello, enough already, I get it. Ronnie, you're making a mockery of parenthood. Hey, hey, well, okay, well, take care of the state of Alabama, okay? Because according to them, this is a human life, and it's so precious that people might go to prison for messing with it. So that means I'm a dad, free and clear. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's the cops, okay? I thought we defunded those guys. Desi, I gotta flee the state, okay? You didn't see shit. Okay, all right. Good, Good luck, Ronnie. Ronnie J, everyone. When we come back, Tanai Guerrero will be joining us, so don't go away. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an actor and 
Playwright, who's the co-creator and star of the new AMC miniseries, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. Oh, please welcome Denai Guerrera. Beautiful guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we're happy to see you. And I'm happy to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. I am such me. a fan of your work. You're an incredible actress, and you command such a presence every time you're on screen. These roles that you play, you play these extraordinary, powerful, resilient, katana-wielding women. Do you ever feel like you just want to like take a break and play Linda from HR? <laughs> you know, as long as she dresses cute. Yes! <laughs> That's what I miss. I miss wearing cute clothes when I go to work. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Not just yeah. not having blood smeared everywhere. Yeah, like that's the makeup, yeah. you know. Yeah, you still- Good smearing and like dust. Get some more dust on here, get some more dirt. That's perfect. Now, yeah. you action. still want to kill zombies. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take away the katana now. No. <laughs> Let me hold on to that. Yeah, I think you're managing it. You managed to, to kill can zombies. Can I be in, I be in HR with a katana? Does sure. Hey, I think it's an asset. Yeah. We don't even have HR here, so <laughs> our budget got cut. That's not true. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> um, you, what's so interesting to me about this series is that you're not only acting in it, but you executive produce, you co-created it, you write on it. Was it uh, challenging just juggling all the hats in, in one project? Well, it was actually, it was really cool because from where you, know, you start, you get a role like, what was that, like 12 years ago? Yes. And it's in this show that was massive at the time. And it was just like, I'm just hoping I can keep this katana in my hand and not drop it and, when they're shooting. And then to go through this whole arc with the character and the journey she's had, which has been tremendous. And I'm very thankful for how she was written. And then to go into actually creating the spinoff that like completes her story with, with the man who she loves, which, with, with Rick Grimes. That was a very cool arc. I mean, the interesting parts of it were, of course, executive producing is a lot of work. But then I was also, there was an episode that I wrote that I was show running. And Scott Gimple was like, don't talk to me. Talk to her. It's all her. Oh. And uh, you know, there are times I'm like in this very intense episode. And then uh, I noticed that the corpse in the scene <laughs> doesn't look dead enough. And sure. I'm like, special effects makeup, can you just help me with this a little bit? So I have to jump out of Michonne and make sure she looks good in three weeks dead, and then, and then jump back in to the role. Of course, the Walking Dead fans are gonna devour this like a zombie on flesh. But, <laughs> but truly, it, it stands on its own if you haven't watched the series. It's mm. its, its own beast. Mm, yeah, thank you. I think, I think that's true. Because it really is the epic love story of the series. And if you haven't watched it, you can really just latch in because you can see what's happened to Rick and what's happening with Michonne and how they come together and what happens there. So it really kind of stands on its own. And yeah, it was. It was an interesting journey to actually get the opportunity because Walking Dead was such a juggernaut of various narratives, big villains, and lots of things going on. So to actually step into just these two and their journey and a love story in the apocalypse was it was it was really really fun oh. and and intense. 
Yes, I, you can feel that. I can't wait to, maybe you would consider sneaking me the rest of the episodes, because I don't think I can wait until they come out, I'll if you don't mind. I'm looking to it. Um, yeah, it, it, now, now, The Walking Dead franchise is considered a sci-fi zombie apocalypse, but are you concerned when you look at the state of the world, is it becoming a little bit more of a political drama? <laughs> They've been neck and neck for like 10 years. Yeah. Really. I mean, you <laughs> well know. on its way. Yeah. I mean, what I love about The Walking Dead and what, I, what attracted me to it, because I was scared out of my mind of horror. But what attracted me to it when I, when I was asked to audition for it in like 2012 was the fact that, you know, it was about people, characters, like who would, and everyone was like, what would I, who would I be if the world ended, if everything that was convenient to me and, and normal to me just was gone and everything was just totally upended, who would I become? And I think that is actually what attracts people to it. It became like this family show, like we meet people like seven-year-olds to 70-year-olds who are watching it with their family every week. It's how like mothers bonded with their 14-year-olds. I mean, it was kind of amazing um, to see that it was having that effect. But I think it was really just seeing people, all types of people, navigate something that you can't imagine, but then you almost can. Yeah. And then everyone's like, okay, what would I do? What would I, be, what would I become? And people tell me what they've got decked out for the, 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 you know, the bad day that could come. They've got it all in their garage. Oh, and preppers, doomsday oh, yeah. preppers. What's the craziest thing that a prepper has ever told you that they're collecting? Oh, wow. Um, uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I've heard a lot about peanut butter. Yeah. People like their peanut butter. Yeah, people Lots love peanut butter. That. Yeah. I good. collect that, just jars and tubs. I hide it under my bed just in case I want a midnight snack. Listen, there is nothing like a good spoon of peanut butter. I've got I mean, some under this desk. Do you want some? Actually, I would Um, Your birthday just passed. Happy birthday. Her birthday's on Valentine's Day. You wrote this beautiful post. Um, what was behind that message? And tell us a little bit about the foundation. Yeah, I created Love Our Girls because I just think Valentine's Day is just, it's just such a sucky holiday. Yeah. What is it, really? What is it? You know, people are expecting things like, give me roses and candy and like, you know what I mean? But I think it, it is beautiful in the sense that it's about love. And I, would, I was trying to like repurpose it about six seven, eight years ago when I had a, sh a show on Broadway and it was an all-women uh, play. And, and I just wanted to like say, what if this day that has always been associated with the day I was born, so I can never disassociate from it, what if it was just about love and loving girls more so that a lot of the, tr the things that they face and the discriminations they face and the struggles they face and the celebrations that they face just get more attention on that day. So I decided to make that kind of the theme of the idea of Love Our Girls, which is just like an information hub. It's just about learn more about what girls and women are doing around the world and celebrate them and support them. And you can, can't create advocates until you create information or just mm. share information. So that's really all it is. It's just an informational hub to like celebrate women and girls and show them love. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you so much for the work that you do, all of the work, and I cannot wait to finish this series. You're incredible in it. The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live premieres February 25th on AMC and AMC Plus. Deny Guerrera. <laughs>
jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's our show for tonight. But before we go, please consider donating to the Yellowhammer Fund. They're an organization that supports reproductive justice in Alabama. If you can, please donate at the link below. Now here it is, your moment of zen. Now this is hardly the first surreal product that the former president has promoted. There was Trump ice and ice trays, vodka, coffee, steaks, a cutting board, cookies, jelly beans, red solo cup, a flask in the shape of a football, a honey dipper, urine test kits, a magazine, a board game, a speaker, gold-colored earbuds, cologne, his and her luxury robes, scented candles, mattresses, pickleball paddles, a USB drive in the shape of a gold bar, mortgages, diplomas, NFTs, and Never Surrender merchandise, of course, featuring his mugshot. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.